Outside Looking In, Marking the Chapters of Motherhood by Julianne Gilchrist. I scan the shelf at our neighborhood's public library until I find the book I had placed on hold. I grab it with a sense of accomplishment. This morning is for running errands and getting things done. This is the third stop on my list, and I relish how productive I can be on a morning like this, a morning without kids in tow. I take advantage of the freedom to let my eyes skim over the spines of books on other shelves, leisurely leafing through one or two. Movement catches my eye, and I glance over my shoulder to the community room behind large glass doors. An energetic librarian leads a group of parents and tots in a song with actions. My eyes scan the room, and I spot two of my friends. As my hand juts up to wave, I realize they won't notice me. They are absorbed in watching their little ones waving colorful scarves in the air. I clutch the book to my chest as I watch for a few more minutes. A year ago, I would have been on the other side of the glass, dancing and singing and laughing with my son. I feel my chest tighten as I remember the mornings I spent in that room with all three of my children over the years. How we would pack the stroller with everything we might need to be away from home for an hour, diapers and Cheerios and water bottles. Then we'd walk the 10 minutes through the neighborhood, the older two stopping to hop in a puddle, wave to a cat lounging in a window, or pick up a special stick that we'd later add to the ever-growing collection on our back step. We'd roll the stroller right into the library, park it along the wall with all of the others, and find a spot on the rainbow-patterned carpet. A trip to the library was one of the ways we'd fill those long days together. In the last weeks of summer, when the daylight started to dwindle, my youngest and I read books about kindergarten. His older sisters told him stories of what to expect. He opened the card his new teacher mailed to him, the one that told him how excited she was to finally have him in her class. I put all of my energy into making sure he was ready. When school started in the fall, I marked the transition for my kids by taking their pictures with signs that proudly proclaimed which grade they were starting. They wore their new first day of school outfits and hugged me goodbye before stepping into their classrooms. I walked home, stepped into my empty house, and stood in the living room breathing the silence. It felt glorious. I had been looking forward to these mornings alone for months. I had long dreamed of what I might do with all of this space. But I hadn't realized that in watching those other moms and their younger kids in the library, I would suddenly feel so sad. As I stand outside the program room, looking in at scarves, waving and chubby fists, it hits me that I don't belong in there anymore. I'm in the phase of field trip forms, home reading books, and PTA meetings, not parent and taught library programs where we learn sign language and sing songs about bumblebees. I scan my library card at the kiosk and check out the book I'd come for. I drive away in my van, knowing I can squeeze in a stop at the post office before I need to pick up my son from kindergarten. 
As I drop a letter into the mail slot, I'm reminded that we have been intentional to help our kids mark their significant transitions. We've celebrated milestones from the first time they roll over to their first steps to starting school. They have memory bins stuffed with important keepsakes from each year of their lives, marks on the wall documenting their growth, and photos filling the albums on our computer. But somehow, I've slipped into new stages of parenting without acknowledging my own transitions. I am not the same mom I was when my oldest was a baby. I'm more relaxed, more self-aware, and somehow stronger. There are no marks on the wall for me, but not because I haven't grown and changed. There is power in naming something. Could it be important for us as moms to name the chapters for ourselves, to somehow mark the passing from one stage of mothering into the next? Can we think of small, simple ways to give ourselves space to say goodbye when a stage of parenting ends? I arrive home from my errands just in time to get back to the school. My son and I hold hands as we walk home, his big kid backpack hanging off his shoulders. At lunch, I watch him dip his grilled cheese and ketchup and listen as he tells me all about his morning. I smile as I reflect on how much he's grown, how much older he seems from a year ago when we sang those songs in the library. And I'm so thankful for this stage of parenting, even if a bit of sadness lingers that we're no longer waving scarves at the library. so much, Julian. It's so good to hear you read your essay. We're so glad you're here today. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, can you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. So I am a mom, obviously. I have three kids. They are six, eight, and 10. And we live in Edmonton, Alberta, where there is still snow on the ground. Um, I'm Mm -hmm. also a spiritual director and a writer. Wow, that's so cool. Can you tell me more about the spiritual director? Sure. So a spiritual director is someone who journeys with another person as they seek to grow in their relationship with God. And what that looks like is a one-on-one session between the Mm -hmm. director and we call the other person the directee, which is kind of a funny way of saying it. But the, the two of us meet. Um, for about an hour. And I actually do a lot of my meetings um, on Skype. Mm -hmm. Some of them come to my home as well. And we spend the hour talking about um, whatever it is the the directee wants to talk about, but all with the intention of asking questions and paying attention to what God is doing in the other person's life. Um, So Mm -hmm. Lauren Winner um, wrote in one of her books that A spiritual director is like another set of ears to help you listen Mm -hmm. to what God is saying or doing in your life. And I just, I love Mm -hmm. that image of being another set of ears with someone. Yeah, that really is beautiful. Wow. How cool. Well, we just love your essay. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. Mm -hmm. And we'd like to get to know you a little bit more. We have our mom chat questions that we're asking each writer who has submitted this cycle for ages and stages. The first question is, what is your favorite or least favorite game to play with your kids? Sure. 
It's actually hard for me to pick a favorite because we play a lot of really fun games together. But the most mm-hmm. recent one we've started playing is Code Names. Um, so I don't know if you've played that one before. It involves trying to get another team member to guess. We have the picture version, so they have to guess mm-hmm. what pictures they're supposed to be figuring out. Um, mm-hmm. And we love that one. We we laugh a lot as we play it. Um, but we also do a lot of um, a lot of hide and seek in the house and. <laughs> yeah. um, Lately, we've been, since we are staying home these days and we still have snow, we've been playing freeze tag in our yard in the snow. And it is so funny. Like we, (laughs) it's so hard to run in deep snow. And so we end up falling down because now it's warm enough that we can enjoy being out there. Um, So yeah, we, we run around chasing each other and end up, you know, kind of falling down as we tag each other. And it's just so much fun. (laughs) I have to say that the the games that we can play now with the kids, I'm glad that we're out of the Candyland phase. I think yeah, that was yeah. probably one of my least favorite games to play with them. I agree totally. I mean, it really is good to learn how to take turns yeah. and how to learn colors. Right. But after the third, fourth, or fifth time, yeah. <laughs> fifth child, um, yeah, it's just it gets a little old. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. Okay. Well. Um, what are you reading right now? I'm reading um, a book called The Dutch House, uh, mm-hmm. which is a really fun fiction book. I actually mm-hmm. picked it up from the library two days before our library closed for the time being. Yep. But with my kids, I'm reading Mary Poppins. I had never oh. read the books mm. of Mary Poppins. Uh-uh. Um, we, I haven't either. Yeah, we love the movies, but I saw it at the library, so I picked it up. And we were reading a chapter a day, and they mm-hmm. are really enjoying it. Um, and then we're also reading the Penderwicks books. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I've heard so many good things yeah, about them. they're so fun. So we are on book yeah. two of the Penderwicks, and we have book three on the, sh- on the shelf when it's time to move on to that one. Nice. Yeah, I, you're reminding me actually that I love reading aloud to my kids, and with all the craziness and the changes, I've I've forgotten. I'm like, oh yeah, that's another thing we could do. Right. <laughs> all right, yeah, and the Penderwicks. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. If you could talk to your pre-kid self, what would you tell her? I think I'd tell her enjoy sleep while you can. Feels <laughs> 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 like ten years of uh, not sleeping in my life. Um, yeah. but you know what? I, yeah, I, I think I tell her to simply enjoy the phase of life that she's in and to be present where she is. Um, yeah. which is probably also what I tell myself now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I tell her a lot about what's to come, um, or what to yeah. expect. I think I'd say just, just be present where you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is the best advice that you could possibly <laughs> give her. But, um, I remember before I had my first baby, actually, I had a friend, um, I asked her, what can I expect? Um, or what do you do all day? Or some, you know, very cliche question like that. And she just said, um, she just laughed at me and she's like, oh, you'll see, you'll see. And I remember after having my baby, I was really annoyed at her. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? But at the same time, I know now why she didn't tell me because each experience is singular Mm -hmm. and and I don't know if I would have heard her right, right at that time. Being present is exactly where it's at. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so last question. 
in what ways have you grown or changed as your kids have grown? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I had people tell me they thought I was really relaxed when my youngest or sorry, my oldest was born. They said, oh, you're a pretty relaxed mom. But as I look back on it now, I think I was maybe internally um, wanting to get it all right and wanting to make sure I'd read all the latest information and had all the um, the newest tips and tricks. And, um, and I think now I've, I've just loosened up quite a bit and have realized I'm not going to get it all right. Um, and that's okay that we are learning as we go. And, um, some of the things that maybe felt like big deals, um, when Mm -hmm. my oldest was, was littler, just don't feel like they're that important anymore. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think one of the biggest biggest ways I've I've grown or changed in my parenting is that I've I've become more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is that I think I have grown in my ability to be emotionally aware of what's happening mm-hmm. with my kids. Um, so, and this is I'm still in the process of growing mm-hmm. in this, um, but. When something happens and my kids respond um, very emotionally, whether that's really angry or, you know, doing what we might say, throwing a fit or getting really upset. I think, you know, a few years back, I might have um, responded to the action. And I think now I'm able more to respond to the emotion that's behind the action. And I think yeah. that's been really helpful for um, our relationship, um, but also just for me as a mom, because I think it has allowed me to then also be aware, more aware of my own emotions in the moment. And why am I mm-hmm. responding this way to right. what she's doing or what he's doing? Um, yeah. yeah, so being more emotionally aware. I really can relate to the responding uh, to your children in in what the actual issue is and not just the emotion. I actually just had an interaction with my eight-year-old a few hours ago. That was just simply what you're saying. And I do feel like a couple of years ago, I would have just really, you know, gone straight to disciplinary action or whatever. And I just didn't today. I just sat there and was patient. And that's not patting myself on the back. That's just a lot of years mm-hmm. of <laughs> practice. Yeah. That's what it is. We're so excited to see um, all the comments and um, interactions that come. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.